Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession, Session. Uber drivers are on strike. Common opens up about being molested as a child. And Queen Naja gets blasted for being honest about her plastic surgery. What's good, y'all? Happy Mother's Day. This is your host, Angel Vondrina. And I'm your host, Jeff Othello, and you're listening to the one of the only confession. So funny, 
uh, like maybe 10 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. I was like, you okay? He was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, like this shit is really taking a toll on our body. Like, because we don't eat, you know, pastas and stuff like that. So, it's like, and then we definitely don't overstuff ourselves. I was like, I'm about to eat. I'm about to keep eating, you know, and uh, I just feel horrible. Out of breath, very bloated, you know, just all bad. So I'm looking forward to our new challenge, which is we're now replacing two meals, um, two meals a day with a shake, and then our dinner, we're, we're eating like regular keto dinner. So that should be really interesting to see what our results are looking like next month because right now I think you guys know my husband and I are down pretty much com- as a combined 50 pounds um wow. so we are just looking to you know if we can both do you know 20 pounds together with me most of the 20 pounds you know by the time we go to Vegas that would be a good 70 pound loss between the two of us and very exciting so yes anyways guys that was a whole lot and we're gonna get ready and get into these topics but do not Forget to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, and of course, this podcast and blog talk. Send us those confessions at confessions of number two us at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama. And let us know the type of topics you'd like to hear. Jean, why don't you go ahead and hit them with that confession question after the sparkle? Confession question. Confession question. What are traditions that you used to do with your mother that you and your children do now? Again, what are traditions that you used to do with your mother that you and your children do now? Now let's get into those confessionals with Angel Bondrina. All right, y'all. Okay, guys. So according to madamior.com, pregnancy and childbirth wreak havoc on women's bodies. Um, besides struggling, besides the struggle of snapback, there are also health issues that women are left to deal with after bringing life into the world. Senior Queen Naja um, was open and honest about her plastic surgery after giving birth to her second child and documented her journey in her YouTube channel. The Karma Singer said she had a Brazilian butt lift and a tummy tuck, and the internet trolled her. She vented in the shade room comments about the negative feedback she got over YouTube um, and her recovery and her post-operative results. Now, if I would have kept it a secret, a lot of women out here who've had surgery, like a lot of you guys, everyone would have been saying, you're a liar, did you get surgery, and why are you hiding it, she commented. LOL, I tell the truth, and it's still an issue. Hilarious. I'm going to take my new booty and hide in the ditch. Despite the criticism... The 23-year-old is pleased with the results and explains in her YouTube video that she doesn't plan on getting any more work done. I won't be getting any more surgery. I won't turn into one of those girls who get lip, fat lip added on all that stuff. I'm not touching my face. Now, Cardi B was also open about getting plastic surgery after she gave birth. The clout rapper had no problem admitted to having a breast augmentation and liposuction post-surgery, or post-pregnancy. Um, if you guys wanted to take a look, you guys can go on YouTube and take a look at Queen Nigel's video. Jean, what's the big deal? It is not a big deal at all. Like, you know, she said, and I, I applaud the fact that she was honest about mm-hmm. her surgery because a lot of times these girls, 
have real women that can't afford to go out and get surgery, you know, insecure in some type of way because they have, haven't lost 50 pounds in two weeks right after having their baby because they make it seem like, you know, they work, uh, they work out like 24-7 and, you know, all this shit. And, uh, <laughs> um, and everything else. So, I mean, I applaud the fact that she was honest about um, telling the truth. I mean, not, not telling the truth. I didn't tell the truth the same shit. But I applaud the fact that she was honest about her surgeries. And if she liked her body, she was the one that paid for it. I think she was damn good with the surgery. And that's it. What did you think? Okay, so when I seen Queen and I looked at her before and after photos, I did notice there are nice differences. I did watch the video, and in the video, she just pretty much stated that she had these love handles that kind of stuck out and that she had no hips. I went back to older photos of Queen, and I did notice um, that I do, too, have the same problem that she has where Yes, I feel like I look, I mean, I'm, she she looked at beastie, but I feel like I look nice, but I feel like these love handles, they just stick out so much further than I want them to, you know, and I work out, and I've been working out for almost six months straight, you know, and it's so hard to get rid of this shit. Don't get me wrong, it's gone now, but it's just so difficult to get rid of this. Also, her hips, you know, she very beautiful woman, but I looked at them hips and I was like, damn, she ain't got no hips. Like, you know, and so I was just like, okay, well, I understand why she got the surgery. She got it obviously for her, you know, but she also got it to, you know, boost her confidence a little bit. You know, she just had a baby. She's 23 years old. All of these females around her are doing the same thing. She want a little booty because I looked at her booty too. And I was like, okay, it's small. It's not like nasty or short or gross or, you know, it was just a tiny booty. So when I seen her um, her results, you know, with her waist trainer on and her angel underwear, I was like, hey, girl, you represent Angel, okay, because, you know, my name is Angel. Um, I was just like, that, <laughs> I was just like, she looks good. Like, that tummy tuck is beast. And then the way they did the curves, you know, her body to make everything, you know, and she was already tiny, so I'm sure it really wasn't nothing them to, you know, really put that physique in there. And then they put, change love handles from the top and the bottom, put that in her butt. I was like, they better go on here, and she better go on here, because she got to be out here killing hoes. Um, I just hope that, you know, her new body don't turn her into a different person, because she is young. You know, she's 23. She has two children. Um, you know, and I just hope that, you know, with her son, you know, showing off his body, that she don't turn into a different person because I do know, you know, I've had surgeries before, you know, and I do know how being that age, I think I've actually had my surgery at her age, um, being that age and having surgery could make you turn into a different person, especially if you're in a situation where, you know, you're not married, like I wasn't married. And, you know, actually I wasn't her age. I was younger than her because yeah, I, was, I was much younger. I was like 21 when I had my surgery or 22 or some shit. Um, so I do know how, how how could change you and how could boost your confidence, make you have an ego, 
you know, you getting all of this new attention that you ain't never got before and that's, like, extra crazy. Your face looks slimmer. You just look and feel like a whole new person. And that makes you want to go out there and explore, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just hoping that she's, you know, um, good with what she got and she's just happy about that new body because, I mean, it's going to be banging in a couple of weeks. And one thing, though, I don't know how the hell people, they get butt lifts and they can't sit on their booty for six weeks. Oh, hell no. I need to sit on this ass, child. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that's all so I got to say like, about that. Either. Like, how do you shit? <laughs> Damn. I guess you got to hold it in for six weeks. Y'all and die. No, honestly, like, how do you die. How are you supposed to Don't eat. Life? Hold your shit in for six weeks. Oh, God. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look that shit up, though. That's an interesting point. But all right, guys. We're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic of the evening. All right, y'all. A Birmingham disc jockey ass rapper doing an interview about her mother apparently not realizing the star's mother died earlier this year. Megan Thee Stallion of Texas stopped Friday in Birmingham to do an interview with radio station 95.7 Jams ahead of a show. Station DJ uh, Jermaine Funny Man Johnson talked to Megan Thee Stallion on air and asked about her Mother's Day, uh, days ahead of her mother, days ahead of Mother's Day. The star mother died of brain cancer in March, she said on social media. After several conversations about the rapper's working hobbies, May asked about uh, Megan Stallion's mother. I was wondering if you were going to bring your mom with you today, Joshua said. I know she travels with you a lot, but she's your manager and all that good stuff for you. And your mom was in the game before you, right? When Megan Stallion appeared distressed and looking at someone off camera, Johnson said, no, don't want to talk about it? Okay, we'll go another way then before changing the subject. The DJ later posted a photo of he and Megan Stallion following the interview on Instagram. Stating he apologized after the show for asking about her mom, but that his intentions were pure. He said, I know folks want to see a train wreck, but it was an honest mistake, and I already apologized multiple times to the one person who deserved it. Sometimes you can research for hours and still miss important details, and that's what happened. I wanted to highlight her relationship with her mother for Mother's Day and just didn't know what I didn't know. So shout out to her for finishing the interview and being a class act in spite of everything. Apologies again to Meg, her family, and her true fans. I'll take the blame for this one, but my heart was in the right place. What do you think, Ms. Angel Bundrina? I just don't understand how somebody, they can come to a show and be interviewed, and you don't know, you know what I'm saying, the background of them, uh, the background history of the things you're going to be talking about. You know, sometimes I feel like people that have done stuff, just to do it, they know that they, you know what I'm saying, it's probably going to be a train wreck, some sad shit, and they want to make headlines. You know, they want people to cry and be upset and go off so this can be big news. You know, I'm glad that I was able to just keep themselves together, you know what I'm saying, and just be like, nah, like, this, this not even a conversation that I'm with, you know what I'm saying, but overall, I think that I don't know. It could have been some shady shit going on. What's your thoughts? See, I didn't think I didn't take it as shade. I thought that it was more so that he really didn't know. But I'm just like, how could you not know that her mother just died when she exactly? Just died how could you not know? Two months ago, you know. But 
Right. Maybe he didn't go to her Instagram, and maybe he was like, was just like, you know, watching old interviews of her and, you know, listening to her music. Maybe mm-hmm. he never really like. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's a way that you could not have known that, but I just thought it was pretty public when her mom, when her mom had passed away. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's an honest, honest mistake, but I do feel like these personalities have to start doing their homework when they're interviewing people because I know, you know, artists have said that multiple times. It's just like you asking questions that really – is no need. Now, one thing, if you're trying to get your audience to learn something and you're just like, I know blah, 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 but explain who you are to people that may, may not know. And then it's another thing if it's just like you asking a stupid-ass question that 27 million other people have asked, you know, just because you have not done your research. Um, but I know that is very hard for her to deal with. I do think that she is strong as fuck because, you know, yeah. she is still out here after her mother has died two months ago, you know, and she may just be put on a brave face, but I really hope that this does not deter her career um, in any way and she doesn't, you know, get out of hand because of her mom passing. I know that she said that her mom would have wanted her to go harder, so that's what she's doing, and and she seems like she was raised right, you know what I'm saying? Like, she seems like she got a really mm-hmm. good hit on her shoulders, and her mom, she probably knew her mom was going to be leaving, and they, I'm sure they've had multiple conversations about her mom telling her, like, what she expects and, you know, to keep pushing even when she's not here. So um, shout out yeah. to Megan Thee Stallion. You know, I know today is a hard day for her, but, you know, yeah. I really yeah. want her to win because she seems like she's so dope and she's really talented and, you know, we need another sister out here repping and and doing the damn thing. And especially, I, I don't think we've had anybody on, on any woman as far as rap rapper on the road to be as successful as she has from, you know, Texas. So I think that that would be a good look in general. But, yeah. All right, you guys. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and move on to that next topic of the evening. Okay, guys, so according to thegrapevine.theroot.com, shame thrives in silence. With every word spoken, every narrative reclaimed, sexual abuse victims and survivors have found the renewed power. In his mind memoir, Let Love Has the Last Word, um, comment he spoke about a topic that is often buried in silence amongst black men in the community experiencing sexual assault. Trigger warning, please be advised. The following material includes sexual details of an assault. Um, so pretty much his traumatic memories came from a workshopping, a workshopping session with fellow actor and friend, Laura Dern. I was excited about a road trip I was about to take with my family, my mother, my godmother, Barbara, her son, and my godbrother, Steve, and his relative, who I'll call Brandon. Common wrote on a memory from when he was about nine or ten years old. On one point, one particular night, young Common had to share a bed with Brandon. While in bed, he felt Brandon's hand on him, an action which the boy rejected. 
He kept saying, it's okay, it's okay, as he pulled down my shorts and molested me. After he stopped, he kept asking me to perform it on him. I kept repeating no and pushing him away. The 47-year-old rapper actor recalled, I felt a deep and sudden shame for what happened. Common hasn't since seen his accuser in 25 years and did note that he has forgiven him. Uh, much like many people who cope with sexual trauma, Common initially disassociated from the experience. Since then, he's found solace in processing his traumas in therapy. Jen, what are your thoughts of Common opening up about uh, this uh, experience that happened to him when he was a child? Um, I think that it's important, you know, for people to look at Common as the, you know, young king he is and, you know, for him to move the culture in such a way that he has. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of us, a lot of black men have had to deal with some sort of sexual trauma in their life, and a lot of times they have kept it hidden. Um, I I know someone, you know, uh, personally who, you know, has dealt with that, and, and they are heterosexual, and it is something to this day that still bothers them, you know. Um, but I think maybe it was easier for me to deal with it because I am gay, but at the same time, I don't know if that has some sort of I, – I say that I don't know if me being molested as a child has any, anything to, to do with my sexuality. Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think I looked past it. I was able to look past it and, you know, not let that be a defining moment. I just think it just teaches you – it's just a lesson. To me, I look at it more as a lesson. Like when I have children – I'm not going to be leaving there with everybody. You know, I'm, I'm more than likely mm-hmm. going to have somebody hired who I've done their research and, you know, they not, my kids, I'm, I'm not going to be allowing them to go to sleepovers and shit like that because I know someone else who, you know, was in the same situation, you know, um, where a family member, a family member abused them when they were just hanging out with friends for the night over, over one at home girl's house. So, um, you have to be careful with that shit and, and really realize who you have your children around because everybody does not have the same outlook at you. You know, you may be thinking that this is a good person, but it are it is predators out here. Um, but I, I really do appreciate that he's talking about it. You know, I, I definitely feel like it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, I don't know, you know, how hard it has to be to deal with, I don't know. I don't know. What what, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think that, um, it, this is talking about black men specifically. You know, there have been a few, by few, very few black men that has come out and actually stated, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, this has happened to me. And like you stated, I think it is very important. Um, I think it's very important for several reasons, but for the main reason is to get other people talking about it so people they can know that you don't have to be afraid to come clean, you know, when something like this has happened to you. I think it's also important for those kids who are 
you know, that 9- and 10-year-old child who just is happening to her, that this has happened to, to be able to be like, look, let me talk to my mom about this. Let me not be scared and talk to my mom about what the hell is going on, you know. I'm going to just let you know right now, I talk to my son about this type of shit all the fucking time. Not so much to the point where it, I want him to consistently think about it, but even, like, you know, I remember one day he was talking about something, you know, like, oh, this and that, that and other. And so I'm just like, what was going on? You know, has anybody, you know, touched your private area and stuff? And so um, he was like, what? He was like, no. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, if somebody, and I gave him a scenario, somebody was like, oh, you know, you don't have to tell me. He was like, ew. He was like, why would somebody do that? <laughs> so so that is my answer right there, you know. And he's only six, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, then everybody be seeing? And I oh, no, mom. Like, why would somebody, that's gross. Like, you know, so I was like, okay, good. And I didn't even ask, like, a specific age. I was just like, has anybody you know, and so my thing is he automatically put that into why would a kid do that my age? So that lets me know that he's thinking I'm talking about kids because even if anybody, you know what I'm saying, he would definitely be like, listen, this and that happened because he's told me about something like that that has happened to him before when he was like four years old, you know what I'm saying? And I think I talked about it on the show with a little girl, you know. Um, so I think that it's very important that, these black men are coming forward because it is a scary situation. I think a lot of times that mothers, they they don't want to hear about what possibly have went on, but they need to be open and listen to their kids. And Jen, you had the best point ever. My mom ain't sent us nowhere. You know, my mom, she'd be like, okay, well, who's going to be over there? All right, well, before you go over there, I got to meet their mama. I got to meet their daddy. Okay, I'm going to be asking them questions. What time are you going to have my kids home? Like, my mom did not play that shit, you know what I'm saying? She was on that shit for real, you know, and we, it was rare. I didn't start going over people's houses. I think the first person's house I went over was my friend Lauren's house. Oh, no, I mean, well, I was younger. I went to a pool party. My mom's old. She goes, her big cousin got to go, too. They both got to go, you know what I'm saying? And then with um, my first, like, house sleepover um, was, like, my friend Lauren, and I think I was in, like, eighth grade, and it was right after graduation. And mom was like, okay, well, first, before she come over to your house, you know, her mom going to have to pick you up and drop you off. Like, it was still so much. It was just so much, you know. But I understand that now because as a child, you know, I was raped. And so mom, she just wanted to make sure, like, okay, well, I want to be aware and make sure nothing like that ever happens again. And I, because of my experiences and what I went through, I want to make sure that shit don't happen at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to make sure that my kids, they also know that that shit it's unacceptable to do to anybody else as they get older because shit happens when you get older and, you know, you start getting curious. Hey, there's a whole lot of thoughts out there that want you. Pick one of them. We'll use a condom. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to make sure that everything is clear, and I think this is very important that comment is coming out, letting people know. And I'm hoping that this gets to more people who are younger and if this is happening to these younger kids, they can be open enough to express it. If they not, if not to mom and dad, but to somebody that can help them. And that's that's all I have. That's all I have to say about that, guys. All right, we're gonna go ahead and move on to our final topic of the evening. All right, y'all. Last topic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is according to TV.com. Uh, this Wednesday, rideshare drivers are staging, and this was from last week, so obviously it happened, um, are staging a strike across major cities in the United States. Do our strike coincide with Uber's IPO occurring the same day with drivers hoping to raise awareness 
of their low wages at each company's problematic labor practices. Drivers from New York, Los Angeles, Boston, Philadelphia, and Chicago are among those participated in the work stoppages that will take place between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. Drivers across the pond are planning to participate in the strike as well, with reports stating that rideshare drivers in London, Birmingham, Nottingham, and Glasgow are um, also striking. Presidential candidate Bernie Sanders tweeted his report of the workers' riding. Uber says the campaign is driving more money, but rewarded its CEO with nearly $50 million last year. People who work for multi-billion dollar companies should not have to work 70 or 80 hours a week to get by. I stand with the Uber and Lyft drivers going on strike on May 8th. Um, what do you think? Do you think it was a good idea for them to have went on strike? I mean, what is that going to really do? You know, like, when there's... It's not like they're irreplaceable. You know, so, I mean... That's going to bring awareness to this corporation, and now we all know, you know, I don't even know if Uber's globally, but, you know, we all know here in the U.S., you know, nationally there are things that are going on, but, you know, while there's people that's like, oh, man, we're going to go on strike, woo-woo, there's other people like, oh, more money for me. Let me just take those 25 rides and get this $800 real quick. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really know what they think is going to happen with the strike. It's just like a job. Like, they're not going to pay you to be on strike. So get back to work. What are your thoughts? Um, I definitely feel like they could pay those people more. And I, and I definitely feel like if this is a – They could, but they knew, what, they knew what it was when they signed up for the job, Jen. It's just like – me, you know, going going for a position that pays me twenty dollars an hour, and then you know getting upset because I'm getting paid twenty dollars an hour. And actually, to be honest, that's kind of like my current situation now. I went into a position as a contract employee, thinking, and you know, three to five months I'll be hired on. Well, goddamn it, he's going on six months, and I'm still not hired on. And I'm thinking, okay, I, it's about time for me. To, you know what I'm saying, pull my jeans up and keep moving. I need to, either they're going to hire me, I'm going to find another job because I'm not going to sit up here. And it's not even about the money. The money's fine. It's just I don't have vacation. You know, I don't have vacation. I don't have benefits. I don't have shit. So I have not taken a vacation or a day off of work since December. I worked all the holidays. I've worked all the Fridays, the bank, the days that the bank fully closed. I work, you know, Martin Luther King Day when everybody else is off work. My black ass still at the damn job getting work done because I don't want to miss no money. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I understand. So that's pretty much what I'm saying. Like, you knew what it, I knew what it was when I first said, okay, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to go for this job. These are the reasons why. And, you know what I'm saying, this is the change it's going to make for us. But now it's like I'm at the point where, like, all right, they're not going to hire me on, even though it's a good job. And I got a nice boss, and I get paid decently. I need to be hired on, so I can continue to rise, and I can have some paid days off. You know what I'm saying? But if that's not the case, I'm moving around. They knew what it was when they got hired. When they applied for the job, you knew how much you're gonna get paid. You can't just sit up there and go on strike and think they're gonna pay you something different, all because you upset about the amount of money you getting paid. Motherfucker, don't work here. Find another job. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. 
But I mean, if they aren't paying, I, I just don't think it's cool for nowadays motherfuckers not to be paying people livable wages. Like, like they yeah. said, if it, if it was, they had to work at full time to be able to afford uh, a normal living in those major cities. Forty hours is fine, but the, but you working seventy hours a week to have decent pay. But at the same time, a lot of these jobs, I think that Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, like, I think that it encourages laziness. Like, these aren't real jobs. These are, like, extracurricular, whatever situation. Mm-hmm. Like, money on the side. And I think that people looking at it as careers or, or what may have you is yeah. not okay. Um, but you it's right. definitely yeah. and like they were saying, if Uber can pay the CEO a fifty million dollar bonus. They they can raise the wages for their workers. Like they they can afford it. You know, just that's actually horribly crazy. Yeah, it definitely can lift the pay their employees more. But once again, like you stated before, Uber, Lyft, these are not full time jobs that you should have. These are jobs that, you know, it's like, damn, okay, Summerfest around the corner. I need to make a quick $800 this month. Let me go and do rides with Summerfest. That's what that's like. You know, I honestly feel like I can make a killing. You know what I'm saying? I got a truck. You know, I can make a kill and I drive a Beamer. You know, so I could actually really make a nice wage doing Ubering in the summer. I could fit a lot of people in the truck, you know, this and that and the other, but I'm scared. I'm like, what, should I pull out a gun? You know what I'm saying? Get reckless. You know, I don't have to defend myself while I'm driving. You know, they got their seatbelt on. I got my seatbelt on. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's the only reason why I, mean, I feel like uh, you know, I, I think, wouldn't do it. But you know what? I, I don't think that, you know, there has been dangerous incidents, but overall it, it's not. Like, you know, because people, you have their information. Now, don't get me wrong, there are people that have, you know, got into Ubers with somebody else's information, you know, for somebody else's account, but you know, I don't think that's a common thing, you know, so mm-hmm. if you were to do it, I think you would be fine, you know, just just pay attention. But I do remember, I hate No, I'm not going to do it because I ain't got time to be paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I can't stand is no scary as Uber or Lyft driver. Like, I remember one time I have I was having a <laughs> like, two or three times, and, I mean, two or three years ago, and I had to Uber for, like, a month while, like, my license was getting situated. And I was oh, yeah. This, this lady was like, um, because I, I was scared to get in the back seat because I don't mm-hmm. like sitting next to people that I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was scared mm-hmm. to get in the back seat, and her purse was back there, and I was like, this is weird, but I still go to the back seat. She was like, um, can you get in the front? And I was like, Okay, like you know, but that it really like took me aback. In the front, like and next I gave, to her, I gave her, I gave her like a bad rating because of that. Cause I'm just like, if you are and that she wants afraid, you to in the front next to her, you should sign it. Yeah, she wanted so I guess so she could see see if in this case I make sudden movements, you know, because I'm sure a lot of them because you know, um, we are we live in a a, a carry whatever concealed carry state, so people. Mm-hmm. I'm sure have guns. I'm sure a lot of the Uber drivers have a gun on them, so just in case. But 
I guess she was like, how did you real short? Just in case I tweet from my gat and shoot your ass. It was just really annoying. Like, every But mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like, yeah. But I'm just like, bitch. Honey. Like, yeah, clearly, what, what, what was that? What was her ethnicity? Like, because, you know, them Ubers was not cheap. It was like $20 each way. I'm like, bitch, I'm paying you $20 for you to take me home. Clearly, I'm I'm not trying to rob you. Like, the fuck? Yeah, please, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's crazy, oh, yeah. y'all. That's some crazy-ish naive. Well, guys, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and move into our confession question of the day. Jen, did you like how I went ahead and got my squeaky voice on? Kind of sounded like you. Day! Like that. <laughs> All right, y'all. I did. I noticed it. I noticed it. I thought you were trying to find the perfection. <laughs> that's usually what, I, what I'm trying to do. I'll be like, what's the article going? I'll be straight holding on to it. <laughs> Lost the tail. You go, Goofy. <laughs> All right, y'all, so what are traditions that you used to do with your mother that you and your children do now, or, Jen, in your case, that you and your future children will be doing? Um, so in what are the traditions? I can't think of any besides, like, Christmas, like Christmas traditions. Like, we always, mm-hmm. and even now, um, I, me and my partner, we do that. We open up gifts at midnight. You know, and I've been doing that since I was a kid, and that was because um, I was out. I was because I used to always want to like ride with my dad wherever he went. I was like, "Can I go? Can I go? Can I go?" You know, and um, it was one time annoying, had, you know, annoying. I I was really annoying. Like I used to just <laughs> everywhere my dad, I wanted to go to. I was his damn shadow when I was a kid. But uh, <laughs> it was this one time. Um, he went. We would end up going somewhere, and I don't. I don't. I honestly don't remember where. But we ended up getting back to the house at like twelve oh seven, and I was like, "Well, can we just open our gifts now?" Like, and so my dad, and my mom was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And it literally just kept happening like that every year um, since I was a kid. You know, we mm-hmm. would just all stay up to midnight. Cause you know that's your hard. That's your hard as a kid staying up to midnight. Hell yeah, it's yeah, hard as a kid. It'd be like 11, 10, you'd be like, all right, 50 more minutes. Go straight to sleep by 12 o'clock. Wake up at like 120. Like, God damn. And everybody was with us when we used to watch Apollo. Right, exactly. Ooh, watching Apollo was a struggle, child. You think you were doing something, you was able to watch Apollo on Soul Train. I swear, I swear. But, yeah, no. After that, but I can't think of any more traditions. Like like real life traditions that like we have to do. Only thing is I can I think of is just opening at Christmas at the presents at midnight. And me and Chris we still do that, like since since we've been together we've been doing that. So Yeah. What about okay. you? Well, obviously Christmas. Um now there my mom, you know, there we didn't really have like a, a set time we opened up our Christmas presents, but Niggas definitely went to get some sleep, okay? So we would open up our Christmas presents and stuff whenever we woke up. Like, it would be early in the morning. Like, you get up, you get up early in the morning time, relax for about 10, 20 minutes, and then you start waking everybody up. Everybody, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. And then you go ahead and you open up the Christmas presents. And the same thing is happening now. Like, 
me and Sam, we'll stay sleep. And, like, for the last couple of years, when Gio, he actually understands what Christmas is, he'll wake up, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. Good morning, it's Christmas. Me and Sam, I look at each other, smile, get up, and get ready to go downstairs and start opening up some presents, but it, you know, for Gio. And now it's going to be even more, you know, exciting because, you know, we got, you know, three kids, so... You know, all of them be able to wake up. It's Christmas. We are, we are present. You know, so that's gonna be nice. Um, other traditions that my mom needs to do that I'm starting to do is Easter. Mom, we always had Easter baskets and we always dressed up for Easter, for Easter, and we always took photo um, pictures for Easter. So um, we Giovanni has always dressed up for Easter, but this was the first year that we actually took Easter photos as a family. Um, we just did it at the house. It was very simple, you know, but we all did dress up and look nice because we used to photos. So that's another tradition. Thanksgiving has always been a big tradition with my family. Everybody get, uh, get together at somebody's house, and, you know, everybody's bringing dishes, and everybody's tearing some shit down. But I know that when I had my first house, you know, I really want to get a house that has, you know, that, that, that dining room area where everybody get around this big-ass, big mama table, and I'm going to put a bunch of plastic on the floor. And so, you know, people, they drop food and shit. All I got to do is just pick the plastic up because I'm lazy and just toss that shit in the garbage can and just eat. Like, and I just want it to be, like, a huge, big-ass family dinner where it's just amazing. And I want to keep that tradition going because I like cooking. You know I mean? It gets on my nerves sometimes, but I like cooking. But I really love when people, they bite into that first bite of my food, and they're like, mm, this shit good. This shit good, bitch. And I'm like, I know. I know it is. I tasted it. It's great. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's another tradition that I want to do. But I'm trying to figure out, is there anything else? I don't think there's anything tradition-wise that we do um, like that. But, you know, I mean, birthdays are important, you know. Um, you know, I don't know. That's pretty much it, so. You know, oh, ass whooping. Ass whooping is a tradition. Um, you know, with every kid, they got to get their ass whooped if they be disrespectful. So, you know, I got my ass whooped. My kid's getting their ass whooped. My husband got his ass whooped. Jun, you got your ass whooped. So, whooping. <laughs> Everybody getting their ass whooped. That's another shit. Right. I, yeah, I, I right. definitely will whoop my kids. I'm definitely whooping my kids. Before they hear, I'm whooping their ass. Yeah. No, I mean, I, but I don't think I'm just like a real life ass whooper. I'm just a swatter. So I feel like that I'm aggressive enough to where me just putting a little bass in my voice. You know, kids usually act right afterwards. Cause my let me hear, let me hear, let me hear what you're going to say. Let me hear the voice. Let me hear the bass in your voice. Hi. 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 I don't know. That, that don't sound a little, that don't sound that scary to me. That don't sound that scary to me. You know, that just sounds scary to kids. You so funny. Oh, well, well, guys. We're going to go ahead and get ready to end our show this evening. But before we end our show, Jean, is there anything that you'd like to confess your love to this evening? I'm confessing my love to sleep. Like, I love it so yes. much. Yes. This show, I'm going to clock out. I'm extremely tired. Damn, it's early I'm, at 814? Yes, nigga, at 814. I'm about to go to sleep. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn, okay. 
and I'm happy about <laughs> and it. I'm happy about it. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I mean it's just been a really long week, so I'm just really excited and happy to go. Like, Are you already packed up? Like I, I enjoy taking naps. Like I really do love it so much. Like it is so fun for me to like get up in the morning, like early in the morning, like my days off. Get up like early in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning, and fix breakfast and go to the gym and you know do stuff. Come home, Damn. shower before like ten, like ten ten thirty, and go back to sleep until like one. I swear, I love, I love that shit. Like I love it so much, but. One yeah. o'clock in the morning? No, one p.m. You sleep until one in the afternoon? No, I said on my days off, I still get up early because you know your your body is like used to clockwork, so I have to get up early, like seven thirty. Oh, so even on my days off, I get up at seven thirty, but I can do what I want, which is like eat breakfast, oh, yeah. go to the gym. Come home, shower. Oh, come and back then, home, baby. Oh, I, yeah. right, I go right back to sleep like ten, ten thirty. You know what I'm saying? I sleep till like one. Like, but I love it. Nice. Like, I love that shit. Like, I love waking up at one and it's like prime. After I didn't woke up in the morning and it's like prime day, like it's sunny outside, and then I'm just up <laughs> for the rest of the day. I might take one more nap, honestly. You know, around like Dang. twelve. Yeah, and I think life of a bachelor. Too. Five thirty, yeah, and that's that's why, nigga, that's why I want no kids for right now, child. I'm too lazy for that shit. I am too lazy. Well, I'm not gonna complain. My mom just literally had my kids for twelve whole days, so me and my husband has definitely got a whole bunch of sleeping. But it's been crazy because we've still been staying up every day till like twelve o'clock in the morning. Like we just stay up to twelve o'clock in the morning, but we get up at like. Just seven, eight, or nine o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, um, yeah, in the morning, and then we just make breakfast and go about our day, or get ready and go to work. You know, because I have to be at work at seven thirty in the morning. You know, what I'm saying, which is eight thirty your time. You know, so I mean, it's been it's been interesting having a house without the kids, but it's been definitely like, damn, it's so quiet here. You know, what I'm saying, it's been one time I remember Sam ran in the house because he heard kids. I'm like, bro, the kids ain't even here. What are you doing? He's like, that was weird. Right. I'm like, it is weird. Are you high? Like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, so right. uh, yeah, it's, been, it's been different. But they're back home now. And one thing I just want to confess my love for is next week Sunday. So, guys, next week Sunday we will be doing, if you don't know, our very first live show on Confession Session. I'm super excited about it. Jun is going to be in town being ugly. Um, hanging out, and we're going to be extra ugly together. I'm just trying to let y'all know. So be prepared to see some ugly laughs and some goofy faces and goofy people. And we're going to be so excited to hear y'all feedback and see what y'all got to say, even if it's just one person watching. You know what I'm saying? we excited, and we just trying to get a broader audience and get this shit popping, y'all, okay? So come out, support, check us out. We're going to be live. We're going to be fine. And that's just it. John, do you want to say anything else before we end the show this evening? No, we can go ahead and end the show, nigga. Good night. Love y'all. All right. Good night. Love you guys. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening to our show this evening. You all can expect to hear from us next Sunday at the same time, 630 Central, 730 Eastern. 
And we want to hear from you, so don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tag us in that drama and send us those confessions at confessionswithnumber2us at gmail.com. This your Angel Vandrina. And I'll be hosting on Othello. And you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. Good night, Dave. <laughs> Good night, Jeff. <laughs>